like knew about you was because of your makeup like I knew like people were like oh yeah like there's this girl Charlotte she does makeup and as a girl who is does not know understand how to properly use it I'm always like oh that's so freaking awesome I'm like what does she know that I am not possessing these skills I'm like admiring from afar um and obviously recently you've had your studio which has been so incredible to see like I was just like oh my god this is so inspiring like go girl I was just like yeah you guys are doing magic up there and to see like your product launch and everything like I'm curious to know the girl like who is Charlotte how how does this story begin <laughs> okay, okay where do I start it started in 1996 no <laughs> no but I think I was around maybe 14 or or 15 and my mom had a good friend who was like really into like makeup and hair and nails and all this kind of stuff and she was like going through her stuff and she like created a bag of stuff she didn't want anymore and then she just dropped it off at our house and the rest was history I was like oh my god like my mom kind of had knowledge of makeup and she taught me like the basics but when I got that bag of stuff to just play with it was like it just started from there and around that time, like beauty gurus was really like taking off, like the beauty community of YouTube. Yeah, I was obsessed, obsessed. <laughs> I was obsessed with just looking at YouTube, learning how to do different things. I would literally like sit in my room after school and just film myself doing stuff and then look at it the next day and like learn that is awesome literally like look at what i did and how how could i do this better and stuff and that's how i got into it i would say that's how it started so i had dreams of like being a youtuber for a while (laughs) i mean why does it it's not an end dream we still got plenty of life to live (laughs) i'm finally at the point in my life where i think i can handle handle it because i i actually was on youtube for some time and then yeah the student come back man come back i mean i would love to see a saint martin makeup artist it's like you have the whole studio you can show the behind the scenes yeah. like, i'm seeing the whole the whole vision i'm seeing yeah. it i'm seeing it yeah there's a lot of things like in the works but you know it's it's about getting out of your own way i feel like cuz i started youtube and i had a bit of a following online in general cuz it was like the beginning of instagram and facebook and i was like oh so cool <laughs> and um yeah then i i went away to study and i think i just lost my way a bit like with school and i mean it's yeah, hard it's, so it's hard. hard i feel it's you so <laughs> nobody can prepare you for that you really can't like because you're really living in a bubble and then it just pops but by the time you realize it is too it's late funny. and you're just like yep yeah Wait, 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 wait. And then it's just like, okay, oh, I feel yeah. you 100%. <laughs> that's that's how, it, how it started. And then doing people, doing makeup on other people started when, um, do you know the store Inglot on the island? Mm-hmm. She, um, the owner, she actually saw me online. So she saw what I was doing online and she asked me to work at her store. Wow. 18 then. So I was kind of on doing it for like three years or whatever. And I got kind of good at it on myself. And then she asked me to work at the store. And I think, I think I was, how old are you when you, like, what school are you doing when you're 18? Are you graduated already? Yeah, right? 
I think you're like you're either you're about to graduate. Well, it depends. Yeah, what school you go to, right? Because some people graduate like when they're sixteen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel like if you went, like I went to LU and I graduated when I was eighteen. Right. Wait. I think. I, yeah. Exactly. Michigan, yeah. Eighteen. I was. I was about to start IB, so I, I did okay. IB because I didn't know what the hell to go study, and my mom was like, "You can do IB," and I was like, "Okay." <laughs> I don't know. So I did IB and it was like the hardest thing ever. I'm, I wouldn't say I'm like a super academic person, but if I try, I can do it. You know what I mean? But child, it was just not your thing. It was hard. Like. And then I was working weekends at the makeup store and that was like what I was into. I wasn't into school, you know? And um, I really learned how to do makeup on other people working there because I, I just got thrown in the deep end, like people with acne, older people, darker people, lighter people, all kind of people, you know, and you just have to know how to match foundation for them. It was a really service-based store. So someone could come in and you can spend like two hours with them, selling them products and trying stuff on them. And, you know, it's really about the service. So I really, really learned how to do makeup on other people at Inglot. And my the owner of the store had... She had a lot of knowledge of technique because she studied makeup. She did business and makeup. And I, she's like my role model still. <laughs> and um, That's awesome. she, she really taught me a lot of technique that I never went to school for. You know, I never did a makeup course or something. So she would just be like, why are you holding the brush like this? Hold it like this, you know, like. And um, yeah, then I, I decided to go away to study. <laughs> Which I still, I don't know 100% if that was the best choice for me. I kind of wanted to just do makeup school. But when you look at options for financing, you're not going to get financing. Yeah, study financing is definitely not giving you no check. Makeup, yeah. they'd be like, um, go work in one of them salons. Like, you don't need to do that. Like, <laughs> you know, it's good. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So guess, That's guess ridiculous. But yeah, anyways. That's what I studied business mm-hmm. yeah that's what they tell everybody to study I swear mm-hmm. like yeah so I I went to Hochschule um in The Hague because my best friend was in The Hague I was like I want to be by her I want to be close to her and I did that for like a year and a half and I was doing my YouTube career and my my social media stuff and um yeah, it was really hard to like balance the two. I remember like I didn't have a good laptop and I was just trying to like upkeep this following, but then not giving school enough attention. And I was also like so excited to be off of the island. Like I was 19 when I left and I was like, get me the hell off this rock. (laughs) Get me off of this rock, you know? And, um, yeah, then I went away to study and I couldn't, by the second year, I couldn't keep up with it anymore because in the first year, I was really busy with socializing. I was like, oh my God, someone from Croatia is in my class. I never met anyone from Croatia. You know, <laughs> I was a social butterfly <laughs> and I couldn't focus on school. And then I, I messed up classes for not going and stuff like that. And then by the second year, it got really intense because I thought it was so easy after coming from IB, you know, 
And then by the second year, I couldn't keep up anymore. So I was like, okay, damn, I got to either switch, either drop out. I got to do something, you know. And that was really, really hard for me. I think around that time was like the lowest point in my life thus far. Because I had like a emotionally abusive relationship going on. I had the school thing. I had like losing my way with my creative side and, you know, stuff like that. And then everyone was kind of like, so what are you going to do? And I'm like, wow, my whole life, my parents were like, do this, do that. And then all of a sudden it's all on me, you know? Yeah, I feel you. I feel you. You're just like, can I catch a break? Like, I went from just watching cartoon on the weekend to wait, I have to plan all my meal prep, do all this extra finances. Girl, don't talk to me about finances. I'm still I'm still (laughs) trying to get a grip of finances. Like, hey, I'm here to help. So (laughs) I want all my friends to be financially just thriving so got any questions your girl is here okay i'm here to help so no i don't i studied engineering it's a completely just but it's all math it's literally the one thing i didn't think it would be for some reason and it was 100 percent math really? but i live in the u.s and so like now being in corporate a lot of it is like you get like a lot of financial education in a way so it's like i I'm trying to get to my financial independence ASAP. Period. But anywho, Same. back to back to back to what you were saying. Yeah, so then I I made the decision to switch. So I switched to um communications, international communications management. Um and as it was a 3-year course by the way, so it was a bit shorter too, so I was like, okay, I didn't lose that much time because the first one was 4 years. And I switched. And as soon as I like met my class, I was like, okay, cool. I can do this. You know, it was way more creative um, based. And everyone was like, one person was singing and one person did this. You know, like business was so competitive. People would come to school with like suits on. I was like, this, this is not, (laughs) this is not it, you know? Like, they're taking this a little bit seriously. Yeah, it's so competitive. I was like, I cannot, I'm not, I'm going to, no, no, I can't, you know? So then I did communications. It was a bit easier as well. Um, Yeah, and then, what was that? That was like my second year, third year. And then I totally dropped everything creative. I don't know, I don't necessarily know why, but I just lost the the funk for it or I don't know I kind of felt like I wanted to like I didn't want attention on me anymore for some reason I think it had to do with the relationship I was in as well like I had my privacy threatened so I was just like I don't want to be seen you know I feel you and I that's totally not okay yeah and I think um you know I gained a lot of weight as well that year from just being a student and not knowing what to eat and just everything. And I I was seeing myself on videos and just feeling like, ugh, I don't like how I look, you know? It was just a combination of everything. So I was like, fuck it, I'm not going to do YouTube anymore. Like, I don't want to do it anymore. So then I took, like, maybe two years or th- almost three years not posting kind of being low-key and stuff 
and then I moved out of my apartment so that was like a big step for me um I was in like a little studio and you know the the four walls get very small get close start close there's not a lot of space yeah so I moved in with a good friend of mine and we we were pretty like-minded we studied the same thing and we wanted to do like some business endeavors together and projects together and stuff so and that's what we tried to do but you know living with a friend is also not the best idea <laughs> so that also went really bad <laughs> so that was like two years we did that um i'm really i'm really bad at time so my chronological order of things might be off but like this is how i remember it and that's all that matters <laughs> <laughs> i think this is how it went i don't know don't don't quote me on this <laughs> But um yeah, so we did that and then I started like posting again and you know putting myself out there again and then I started doing jobs again. I also had a lot of anxiety about doing makeup jobs and I think I felt pretty disconnected with the with the title of a makeup artist at a certain point cuz people would like put, you know people from the island they put you in a box as soon as you yeah exactly you're a dancer that's what you are you know like why are you not doing that that's what you are you know what I mean and I always was interested in like the bigger vision of production photo shoots creative direction I didn't understand that that's what I wanted to do so I made that realization maybe a year ago and before that I was just like it's not giving like makeup is not giving anymore it's not exciting to me like I I felt I felt small as a makeup artist and it's such hard work but it's so you get such little recognition for it you know people don't understand how important a, a face of makeup can be to a commercial to a whatever you know it's so freaking important and makeup artists get crumbs you know I was like I don't want to I don't want to do this you know so yeah I kind of made the realization a year ago um, and that kind of led me to getting the studio. I think that's, I feel like I'm missing a part of the story, but I think that's what led me to it. I actually was thinking about moving um, back home. Like, I didn't want to be in Holland anymore. But then I said, okay, let me move out, resituate myself, and try having my own studio and just working part time. So then I worked at Douglas, which is like a perfume slash makeup store in the Netherlands. It wasn't great, but I was just working part time and it was locked down. This is like 2021. 20, but the studio really gave me life. That was like, it was so, it's been so fun. It looks bomb. Like, I'm just like... I'm like, I need to go to the Netherlands <laughs> just to go in the studio. Like, I'm like, I want my makeup to get there. Oh Thank you. <laughs> and like, it looks like such a fun experience to be in there. Like, I'm like, it just seems like a whole vibe. Like, and to be with other creative people creating, I'm like, that's like the best feeling. Yes. Like, I don't know. Like, when you're in that zone, like, There's nothing, it's beautiful. nothing like it. Like, that's that feeling that I get when I'm like doing a shoot or planning for a shoot or whatever I know that makes me know okay I'm on the right path because I don't get that feeling from anything else you know what I mean so 
yeah it's just it's really fulfilling it's a lot of hard work though and I'm doing like everything with like zero budget <laughs> so um yeah it actually dreamfish studio was moonfish studio before I don't know if you if you followed then already I think so about I honestly I'm not 100% so I can't even know I know I follow dreamfish for sure now but I feel like I did before but yeah who knows I have no way to prove yeah. it so <laughs> yeah um it started as moonfish like it dreamfish studio the account on Instagram was actually my personal account now I remember the part that I missed um and that was around the time where I was like oh I don't want to be online I don't want to show myself you know so then I was like okay I'll change it to like this studio where I post my work and I did it I was my my partner was um Kylo Chance maybe you saw him he does pictures as well he's super talented he sketches and he's into styling and fashion and that's kind of like what I know a bit less about so we kind of met up at around that time and we were like let's just do shoots for fun you know like we started shooting my like myself and then we would just ask people like, hey, this is the concept. Are you down? Like just literally just for fun. And we would post it and it started like getting some traffic and people started like asking about it, asking to shoot and stuff. So I saw like potential for a business and I was a bit more driven to like turn it into a business. Um, but then we had different visions for it so then we decided to like split ways so then i did it my on my own so it went from moonfish studio to dreamfish studio because we got moonfish from our zodiac signs so he's a cancer and i'm a pisces and i did dreamfish because i feel like i'm just a dreamy kind of person and i wanted i like the vibe <laughs> i'm telling you the aesthetic is like I'm just like, take my money. I don't know. It's just like so, it's beautiful. Like, I, I love it. I love it. Like, I love it. It's so beautiful. Like, it's just, it's a work of art. Like, and I'm just like, do you see how talented my people are? I'm like, say Martyrs. I'm like, oh, yeah. this is just stunning. It's so incredible. Like, it's beautiful. Thank you. Literally. I don't know what else to say. I'm like, it's just amazing. Like, <laughs> Like, literally, go check it out. Like, I'm not even lying. It is amazing. That's right. That means a lot to me. Because, I'm, you know, as a creative, you're constantly, like, doubting what you're doing. Or you're like, oh, it needs this or it needs that. You know, but you don't see it from other people's eyes. So. No, I love it. Like, I literally, I'm just, like, so inspired by the work that you guys do. Like, when you were, when you guys were, like, promoting the um the calendar i was like the whole time i'm just like itching i'm like can someone just show me what's in it like i'm just like itching i'm like can i want to see pictures like, i haven't revealed it i know that's why i've just been like sitting here just like so they just gonna hold out on a girl you know you just go you go you're gonna swing it in my face i can't buy it because i'm all the way over here but then i can't even see it. I'm like, this whole time y'all are rubbing in all the background scenes and everything i'm like this looks so cute it's such a vibe like i'm loving all of it like i'm just like oh every time i'm like oh yes yes where do you and then i don't see the final thing Ugh. where do you live 
Washington, USA. Damn. Well, I'm trying to like get a few of the copies to St. Martin, so maybe, maybe we could do something. I feel you. I feel <laughs> you. But I'm curious, like, now for a message from our sponsors. Thank you for supporting this podcast. If you are enjoying this episode, share it with a friend and leave us a review. It 100% helps us grow this podcast and get our message out there to help and inspire others. Have thoughts or opinions you want to share? Join the conversation on Anchor or on Spotify. I love to hear from you all, and I can't thank you enough for your support. With that, let's get back to the good stuff. I want to ask about the calendar, but I first actually had a thought like, because as a makeup artist, I felt like when I ever had makeup where I like had to find foundation as like biracial, you always have to mix your foundation or like it just doesn't really look right. Mm -hmm. So I'm curious like how your journey has been like as someone that's biracial, I feel like in the makeup industry, there's a lot of like just talk about diversity and inclusion and having like makeup artists that are able to do makeup on darker skin tones or pretty much just across skin tones really is the require like what people are asking for um what your journey has been especially like finding brands that actually work well on different pigments Mm -hmm. and all of that well I think working at the store working at Inglot was really like a crash course in like how to work on darker skin than mine because Obviously, on the island, it's um, more black people, darker skinned people. And um, yeah, I honestly like fell in love with it. I, f- I find it a bit more interesting sometimes than my own color <laughs> because you can do so much more, I think. And um, Inglot has a very wide variety of shades. It's kind of like at the standard of MAC, I would say. But it's I think it's a bit nicer. But... <laughs> I'm a bit biased, obviously, <laughs> but um, I definitely see growth when it comes to like companies, diversity and the inclusion that they have and that they market themselves that way. But I think it's positive um, because when I look at like when I first got into makeup versus now, like you'll get canceled tomorrow, you know, if you don't have more shades, you know what I mean? But I, I still also see a lack thereof, like in the Netherlands, for example, at the store I was working at, we, the store is located in Rotterdam Zuidplein, which is like predominantly black, a black area, and they would not have shades. And when people would come in the store, they would point them to me because I have makeup knowledge. And then I have to tell them, hey, sorry, we don't have it. Like, what? You don't want to make money? You know what I mean? It's just so, um, I don't know, so stupid and weird to me. Like, why would you not include that? Um, yeah, I forgot I forgot what the question was. <laughs> no, I guess, like, so it was, like, just asking, like, even, like, your experiences, like, finding the right foundation for yourself yeah. or, like, yeah. like, yeah, being able to feel, I guess, 
Because I, I also always struggle with, like, finding, like, other people whose makeup I feel like I could copy on myself. Because, like, I have no clue what to do. But, like, every time I find a makeup look that I like, really, it's typically on a woman that's not even close. It's like, that look is not going to translate sure. the same. I'm curious, like, how, yeah, you were able to at least find, like, what worked for you and just, like, find products in a situation where like back in the day there wasn't really as many options to go and find the right shade for you yeah. or yeah other biracial or colored women well personally I like I really change color in the winter like right now I'm still pretty light from in Holland so I literally have two foundations so one from for like summertime or when I'm in St. Martin and then one for when I'm in the Netherlands and as my color changes I kind of like transition or sometimes I even mix you know and it, it also helps to like have the right concealer because then you can lighten it up more or make it darker so that's what I do personally but I think from my own experience my shade is usually where most makeup brands like cut off you know for and then darker tones are more scarce I feel like um, so I, I, I know that struggle because I, you know, I help people. I try to, I do makeup on other people. So I look for those colors. Um, but I think a big thing that helps, or at least I recommend it to people is like, find an influencer that looks like you and just study what they do. Cause right now, look at the diversity we have online. You know, there is somebody for everybody online now. A few years yeah, ago, cool. a few years ago, we were struggling, but right now we're kind of getting there. We're getting there, you know. So I think that's that's a key a key thing. Like I remember once when I was working at the store, this lady she asked me kind of the same question, like, "How do I do this? Like I only see white women on online, and like I want to do a cute eye look, but I don't know how it's gonna look on my color and stuff." I was like, "Girl." Just type in smoky eye, black woman, um, red lipstick, black girl. You know what I mean? Just write it. And she was like, really? Like she was, she's like online. I only see white, white women. I'm like, you got to like literally search for what it is. People use hashtags. People are like so inventive nowadays. You can find like anybody online. So it's about, it's about knowing what to do. I feel like, cause it's, I feel you knowing what to look for yeah yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah that's what it is I think sweet and like so when you when how did this idea for like the calendar arise because I it's a, I'm assuming a partnership between you and another individual Correct. and like since you mentioned like you're more interested in like taking a creative director you know when you said that I had like a vision of like for some reason like you like being in this like you know um what is her name the lady that runs Vogue Anna Wintour yeah, yeah. but that but like for like St. Martin or like the Caribbean but kind of like that vibe I had like a vision of that like you in that kind of a role but yeah, I'm curious. I would live to be. That's like my goal, Loki. Um, do it, do it. Yeah. I'm telling you, I saw it. I was like, I was like, when when you said it, I saw it. But I was like, okay. But yeah, I'm curious. Like, how, did, were you that role for the for the calendar, or were you also like the makeup artist and stylist? Yeah. And so for the calendar, I wore several hats. <laughs> the main one was creative direct 
character, I would say. So the the other brand that I collaborated was with was Moonflower Mystic. It's Kristen. So she's actually who I share the studio with. So I found I found the studio myself online, and I was like, who would I want to like share it with? You know, somebody I want to I want somebody. First of all, it was too expensive to do on my own. So I was like, let me ask Kristen. Like she's a childhood friend, and I knew she was into like videography. Um, maybe photography a bit so I asked her and she was like okay cool like I'll come to the viewing with you like what's the address and she's she I told her the address and she's like girl that's where I work (laughs) so it's this huge it's a huge building that they kind of usually they take old buildings and they make office spaces or whatever so it's literally downstairs from where she works and she works for like a super cool media startup company who's who's doing really well right now that's live um so we got to use all of their equipment shout out to holland park media we got to use all of their equipment for the calendar shoot and this is like thousand dollar like cameras that i would never even touch you know what i mean so it was just a really good everything just aligned really well and we early on when we got the studio we were like walking through the market looking for fabric or something. And she was like, wouldn't it be cool if we made like a calendar or something? Like she just said that. And then I was like, that would be pretty cool. Cause I just, I recently watched the documentary on Playboy, which is really good. Have you seen it? No, I have not. It's so good. It's so, it's on Prime. But it basically explains the whole story of the company and how they started doing calendar shoots, blah, 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 whatever. And she said that idea and we literally, we went home that night and then we just voice noted each other for hours like, oh my God, what if we did this? And then we could include brands and we could do this. It was a perfect project to kind of show like what we could do, you know? And it was very intense. It was 12 shoots. Um, every concept we basically came up with it yeah on our own I was like the creative visual for it we took zodiac signs as our main inspiration for each month because it worked well with her brand Um, so each month kind of has the energy of each zodiac sign let's say Um, and I had a, a pretty like wide variety of people who've been asking me to work um together or like people that I always looked up to and I wanted to work with them so I kind of was like boom this is the time you know like I can ask this person to do hair I can ask this person to do makeup whatever and yeah I kind of I was the main makeup artist but I tried to include other people and other people for hair I did most of the styling um we we included another friend of Kristen well her cousin actually she is really into set design so she did a lot of the set and just assisted with everything and yeah we just that sounds amazing yeah, we just did it. like a whole <laughs> literal production crew and i'm like like this is just incredible yeah thank you thank you for re- for just giving me that confirmation because it was so much work like i'm kind of like i think i i came very close to a burnout towards the end because it was like you do all this shooting oh yeah now you gotta edit it oh yeah now you gotta design the calendar we designed the calendar from scratch Kristen designed it 
we were like at 4 a.m on facetime like choosing fonts you know what i mean it was so much work and then yeah it was just dealing with my personal life as well and i was just like okay i need i need a break so that's why i'm here now no that that like like it i honestly i've been noticing like i am so happy to see like same earners feel so inspired to create and like so i i could only imagine how much work went into that because like i'm even when i work on my projects like i just be here stressed out you know because it's not you have a vision in mind and you want it to be like as close to that mm -hmm. as possible and so it's like I can only imagine the amount of like detail and intention that goes into making sure that it looks a certain way that when people open it, they have a specific impression yeah. of what it is that you're trying to capture and involving other people in that journey so that everybody benefits from it. Like that, like, why wouldn't that be like, why shouldn't that be celebrated? You know what I mean? Like, I'm like, we need more. I'm like, I what's next? I'm like, <laughs> keep it coming you know like the the last thing i want is for you guys to burn out i'm like no this is just the beginning honey like we are on a path to building something and i'm like yeah it's so beautiful to just see like your creativity because i'm like well damn like this is the vision that these people have like that is incredible you know what i mean because yeah. i'm like crap i want to okay then i'm like cool it's like i'm then i think about like all different things that i could do to help that person grow or like talk to them and like collaborate in the future or yeah. just like inspire them to do something different that has the potential to go out and help other people and it's like we all benefit from that like why not you know it's fabulous i love it love it i'm like oh it was so i was just like incredible thank you. incredible thank you so much it's so nice to hear it. i bet <laughs> i mean i bet because it's like you work so hard yeah. And people, it's nice for people to see it. it. Yeah. Not everyone gets it, I feel like. And I think being like a, a creative director on a small scale is pretty hard to like be hired for that. Like I'm still trying to figure out my brand and what it is and what skills am I missing and how can I market myself? And you know, like, it's like if let's say people in my target audience they don't have that much budget to like have a creative director and a photographer and a makeup artist you know what i mean so and that's a like kind of where i'm at now figuring out like okay how can i market myself to a, a target audience that's above me a bit or like you know it's it's a work in progress honestly i feel i feel and I, I think like it's hard to see, I feel like when you're in the beginning of a journey, like where you're headed, because you're kind of like, oh, shit, like, what did I get myself into? Now I have to keep up this reputation. Now people expect this level of work. What if I, you know, but I feel like it's just one of those things that you just have to find like for you like you get joy out of being in that process of seeing it all come together and the beauty captured and all of that. And it's like holding that to be like the the fuel mm -hmm. more than anything i feel like yeah you're you guys are gonna i can't wait like it's so exciting like literally when you said production like i had another vision and it was like i there's this design show on netflix i can see if i can remember what it is i'll send it to you i feel like you'll like it but there was this i feel like one episode where they were talking about this lady who was a production um 
a creative director mm -hmm. and she designs the concerts for like Kanye, Beyonce, Jay-Z. Like she like designs like literally like the production, like the look of yeah. it, the the actual like experience that a fan will get in the audience. Mm -hmm to capture the album and I was like I could see you That's doing that too I was yeah. like you have no idea yeah. like imagine like like I could see like you're you're in the Netherlands you and Gilda Gilda's like comes out with a single he's like okay Charlotte I want to you know have a concert for the people mm -hmm. and I want you to design like the aesthetic or whatever and it's like you know like it starts somewhere I, you know it's just I like that. I would do that one <laughs> it's 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 hard because it's like a non-conventional route so yeah, exactly. And I have to get in where you fit in. And that's the that's like the struggle I feel like of being a creative, but it's also like the beauty of being a creative. So I'm gonna watch that show. You better Yeah, yeah. I cause like in it, like you were talking about picking out typography and like my heart just saying because like I love type I don't know. It's like one of those weird things that it's like, why do you like typography? Yeah. I love design. So it's like typography is such a big part of copyright and people don't really understand the role that typography has in like their experiences of products mm -hmm. and like or like just posters or like vinyl, like copyright. And typography is so important. So, like, when you were thinking that, I was like, I could only imagine that meeting of, like, no, not that font, yeah. not that font, not that font. Because yeah. I, when I pick fonts for my things, I'm hella picky about it. And all I'm thinking about is the damn typography. It's, it's so many little things. And then when, by the time the consumer gets it, it's, like, five minutes or a minute. Now, it's like, did they even notice right? it? It's like... Oh, it's so it's so painful and so fulfilling at the same time, you know. And I and Kristen working with Kristen has been like also such a learning process because she has such vast knowledge about technology and cameras and equipment and all this stuff that I'd had no idea about, you know. So working with her as well about lighting and what what feeling a light can give a color can give she's so such a hard worker i'm like damn i'm not i love it yeah she just is great is a great person and a great creative as well so it's also about like working with the right people the people who can like fill you rather than take away from you you know that's also really really important and yeah yeah it's been a it's been a process i feel yeah. i but it's interesting because it's like you you talk about like having this emotional journey where like you weren't always feeling your best but it's like and i'm realizing more and more that i talk to people that all of my assumptions about every human that i think of is like a hundred percent inaccurate in like every way like so like you're talking about how you were like feeling sad and like any like my mental image of Charlotte is like a gorgeous like entrepreneurial badass and I'm like here like she's talking about how she was sad and I was like wait she gets sad like <laughs> how no I'm like where that's the thing everyone feels like the other person is doing better but now I'm I'm literally like you know when you have to just change your way of thinking by just telling yourself no everybody feels like shit no everybody thinks 
they're ugly or whatever. Everyone feels down sometimes, you know? And then using that as like, okay, so I don't have to feel like I'm alone or I don't have to keep struggling or just have this victim narrative. I can step out of that even when I feel exactly. like, like shit, you know? So yeah, it's, that's funny. <laughs> that's funny. I swear, like every time I'm like, I talk to people and I'm like, this whole time I'm like, I'm thinking they're like just powerhouses. And then they tell me that they have bad days too. And I'm like, we're all human. Well, damn. (laughs) Because it's like, yeah, nobody's perfect. Like I sit here and I be stressing about the most irrelevant thing. Or like, yeah, I'll have moments where I'm like, I know I'm cute, but I'll look at myself and I'll be like, Mm mm-hmm. Why you look so, you know, like, why this isn't... You also have, like, you look at a picture of yourself from, like, two months ago, and you're like, oh, my God, I'm so cute. But when you took the picture, you're like, yeah. Yeah, you're like, I'm not feeling it. This is not the one. Next. Yeah. Keep, keep, yeah, I feel you. Or, like, I just, like, I I get so anxious about it that I don't really take too many photos because I know, like, I'm going to judge it. So I'm just like, you know what, let's... You're going to have to see it in real life to to know what you're getting. <laughs> but that's the thing, too, like, with the kind of career path that I want to take, I kind of have to, like, force myself out of that. I that's, feel you. Like, that's the part of the journey I'm at now, just stepping out of this and just pushing forward. Nobody cares. I feel you. I feel like. A hundred percent the same because it's like I, I you're talking about like I I'm not gonna go find your YouTube channel because now I I've been trying to find all the same Martin or YouTube channel so I can follow them on like my YouTube channel because I'm trying to build one but I'm like I'm so nervous like every time I get in front of the camera I psych myself out that like I can't just say what I want to say and so then I'm like struggling with that or I'm judging how I look in the camera when I'm like Harsha nobody's gonna look at you the way you're looking at exactly. you can you please yes. just finish the video? Yeah. And I'm like, no, 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 it's not. <laughs> My hair looks too frizzy in that shot. No, uh, they're going to think I'm a hobo. I don't it's know. So, it's annoying. And it's all just conditioning society. Yeah, exactly. It's like you, you're the thing. It's the, the, and, But it's like, it's like, yeah, it's that is the internal struggle that I feel like that is like the thing that nobody sees, but it's like it's really there, yeah. you know. And you gotta overcome. Yeah. So, do you want to do like, um, like video podcast? I would like to in the future, but the thing is, is like I like I feel like the reason that I didn't do it from the get go was because one, I was still trying to figure out like what I want my podcast feel to be, like even just figuring out like what was my aesthetic or my sound that I felt like really captured my vibe Mm -hmm. you know um but then I also live in like a small ass apartment in like you have a studio I don't have a studio of any kind even though I probably could I feel like rent out here is just overpriced Charlotte it's just an expensive for no reason um and so I do it out of my apartment and so I just don't I don't know. I feel like I want to have like a studio. So it's like a vibe yeah. when you think of like the the podcast, like I want it to look a specific way that I would rather just wait until then. And then I can really have what I want. Cause like, I have like particular visions that I have for like things that I want. So I want it to look a certain way. Like, you know, like when you're creative, like you have a feel you want it to have. Mm-hmm. Um, and if I don't get there, I'm just like a little 
it like ticks at you because you're like crap it's not, not where it is <laughs> like it's just like you know like everybody doesn't see it everybody still thinks it's good but you're like you know yeah. you know <laughs> yeah that's kind of what i had with with the studio too like it looks good online but it needed a lot more work it needs a lot more work so we actually we actually took a break from it so we're gonna it's kind of like temporarily being closed which I haven't like announced yet or spoke about but we kind of decided like because of COVID in the Netherlands like it's just bleh, it's so bad yeah it's making it hard yeah, for you to... and just it needs a lot more investment and you know I want to focus on the online presence a bit more this year um and then move on because it was kind of just like trying something out you know um but it was it did facilitate like the calendar so it's not like we lost anything from it but I don't think we're there yet to like have to have a nice studio with nice equipment and rent it out and stuff and that's kind of what I was trying to do but yeah I'm kind of like re recalculating everything I feel yeah. you. You just want to build a strong foundation. Yeah. And I think that makes like a lot of sense. Like, I feel like you know, no matter what venture it is, like you're learning, you know, it's a journey. It's only over when you're like, I'm not going to work on this anymore. You know, like that's literally it. So it's like, hey, we're got to go back to build back stronger. Do what you got to do. It's just like the vision is still there, no matter what you call it like that that essence that you're trying to build like that's not going anywhere and I feel like that's that's like the that's it that's what I am like in awe of or inspired by every time because I'm like whatever mind that's building this vision I 100% I see it I feel it it's like high five even though I can't you don't know I'm high-fiving you, but it's like in my brain, I'm like, high-five, awesome freaking fellow human. I'm like, yes, yes. yes. Same for you with your cool podcast and stuff. That It also takes balls, you know, like to even just have your voice. Some people are so, I was so insecure about my voice online as well. Like, did you have that as well? Or, you, or isn't it that bad? Or it's not that bad? I, I will say in the beginning of the podcast, it definitely took me a minute to just feel comfortable to talk because, well, and I still think I struggle with it because like I feel like we live in a world where you can't really say stuff anymore. Like there's a, just a lot of like, if you say anything and it's like slightly controversial, you're dead. You know, that's like, it's like, it's, it's just the game that we're playing and it's really annoying. And I feel like I only notice it leaving St. Martin. I don't think St. Martin is like that at no. all. St. Martin is very much, you say whatever the they hell. They say I some have. of the most reckless shit. Oh my God. Woo. <laughs> like the most reckless. Um, but I love it because at least it's honest, you know what I mean? But like in the rest of the world, you can't you can't walk. You have to walk a very tight line. Mm -hmm. And so as much as like it took me a minute to feel comfortable to just be me on the mic and not feel like I was forcing yeah. it, I still feel like I have to walk this tightrope because there are things that I want to talk about, but I feel like maybe people aren't ready to really talk about. So it's like I'm going to leave it for another day, you know, I'm a why ruin people's day today <laughs> with just like an opinion so but i i don't know i'm more nervous with people seeing me than i am people hearing me for some reason yeah 
are are you like super opinionated i wouldn't uh i mean people would say people that know me would say yes mm. So I feel like I would say yes, just because like I would be lying if I said I don't have opinions. I do have p opinions. But for me, like, it's not that I want to be like, oh, my opinion is right. Blah, blah, blah. You have to listen to yeah. me. You're wrong. No, I more look at it as like I'm trying to understand the world that I live in. I'm trying to be able to flourish in this mm -hmm. world and I'm trying to move towards my well-being. But I'm also trying to move towards the truth. Like, I don't want to just be alive because I'm completely delusional mm -hmm. about how my life is going and that somehow makes it okay for me to get out of bed every day. No, I want to actually be thriving in my life. So it's like, I need to be grounded in truth, mm -hmm. but still like have the ability to have my experiences. And so I have my opinions just based on like what I have learned in this life or, but who knows? Cause we're all just conscious beings and half of life is like a dream. And we don't even, you know, when we die, nobody's going to remember, you know, it's just what we experience. So it's like, I'm open to talk. That's why I love the podcast. Cause I want to talk to people and understand where they're coming from and understand like why they think what they think. Cause I feel like, especially in the States, everything is like hella polarized people trying to fight. Yeah. Like, there's no conversation. They just want to cancel people or like just completely just write them off. And I'm like, that's a lazy way to deal yeah. with these issues. Like we need to, even if we don't agree, we should be able to talk about it and understand each other's point of view so that we are better people because we can understand where other people are coming For from. Sure. So it's like, I have my opinions, but if you have a better opinion and you can prove to me why, then I might change exactly. mine. Exactly. Yeah. For sure. But yeah, I don't know. I feel like people always are like, oh, like, of course, you're always so brave and you speak your mind. And I'm like, I am also I feel like I'm, I consider myself an introvert. So I'm like, I'm surprised when people think like I'm so like just outspoken because I'm like, <laughs> you guys are only seeing a tip of the iceberg. <laughs> but okay. Exactly. Hmm. I feel like... Mm, well, maybe before a bit more than now, but I've always been a person that like tried to fit in. Mm. And like, I understand that. I, yeah. I was never really a like strong opinion or strong willed, strong opinion. Strong willed, maybe, because if I set my mind to something, I get it done. But I don't like confrontation. I hate, Me neither. hate conflict. So I just sometimes I'm just like okay that's what you think cool like I rather not like say how I feel or maybe I I get swayed by other people easily as well and I feel like that has to do with like being biracial low-key <laughs> because you're two things you're never one thing you know so you kind of want to fit in on both sides in a way and I think I, I feel see like that mean. had a lot to do with like I've only put this piece together recently like I didn't understand why I was like that but now I kind of think that has a lot to do with it low-key that's interesting because yeah. like I I'm also biracial I I don't know if you knew that but like my <laughs> my dad's Indian my mom is black I mean I feel like you could look at me and tell but some people you know some people think I'm Ethiopian and so it's always interesting I don't know I can see it but I can see that no too. I'm not so <laughs> But yeah, but it's interesting because it's like you were saying like you feel like you have to choose. I get that because it's like you can't 
I was never 100% Indian and most Indians are. So you're already an other, you know, from the get go. Yeah. Um, at least with like my my black side of the family, it, it wasn't really ever a big deal. I feel like I was just me mm-hmm. um, for the most part. And so it's just been interesting because it's like I always grew up my parents holding like their ideologies was like hey this is what we were grown up with and you decide what works for you and so like I think they gave me the freedom to like determine for myself like very much what I wanted to believe and then they always supported me in like whatever crazy belief I had so that I always like I knew like I could argue because my parents had my back you know like my parents were still a one they were like you're right today. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, I think that's so important, like, raising a child to, like, just support them in what they want to do. And I, I feel like I kind of miss that a little bit in my upbringing. Or, like, I, I can't really remember a point in time where my parents said, like, hey, so you guys are mixed. It can come with this. Or, like, you are still black, you are this, you are, you know, I didn't, it wasn't really something we ever discussed, to be honest, and I feel like in school, I kind of just went through all of it on my own, and I, I mostly had black friends, and I was just the white girl, so I kind of, like, went through my childhood, like, either proving that I was, trying to prove that I was black, or, like, trying to fit in, Or, like, people somehow associated, like, my skin tone with me having money. And that was not the case. So I was just like, actually, no, I'm I'm also struggling, but okay. You know, like, just... (laughs) They were just like, she's too pretty to be poor. She's white, she she rich, you know, like, things like that. And I feel you. I had that, too, with the whole, you're Indian, so you must be wealthy. And I'm like, um... My parents are actually just, you know, small business owners struggling yeah. to make it work, yeah. but cool. Yeah, like, it. the the finding my identity is, like, st- it's, a, it's a process that is still happening, I feel like, because of that. And, like, when I, when I went away to study, when I went to the Netherlands, people were like, oh, yeah, so it's donker. Like, they say dark for, like, anything that's not white. You know, so I was like, oh, okay. Or like, for example, I went, I met my class and there was an African girl, like a dark-skinned African girl. And she was like, oh my God, I'm so happy there's another black girl. And I was like, oh my God, she recognizes me. Like, you know, <laughs> stuff like that. She's like, she thinks yeah, I'm black. Oh my God, this is a revelation. Yeah, she sees it in me where like on the island, if you're not darker, like you're not black. Like people would look me in my face and say, you're not black, you know? So it was, it was... They bold with it, too. They really are. Very bold. They're like, whoa, you're from here? Like, oh, my God, I swear you were, like, white, fully white. I'm like, what? (laughs) You know? So it it makes you question your your identity and yourself so much to to the point where you don't want to claim anything or, like, I feel like that made me not opinionated in a way. Like, I didn't want to step on anyone's toes. And now I'm at the point where I'm like, okay fuck that you know so that's that's awesome join the clan say say it loud and proud you know like 
I, I, th- I think it's good. Like, I, I, I'm happy that you are at least like you're on that journey to figuring out who you are. And I, I definitely see myself in your journey because I do think like growing up biracial, you do struggle a lot because you're trying to please both sides. Like they both have their expectations of mm-hmm. you. And it's hard because you're like, damn, I really don't even want to do either. Like, can I just do me though? Exactly. Um, And it, it definitely is a struggle because I think, I think parents just honestly, they just try their best. You know, they're kids too. I feel it. Like I look back and I'm like, wow. That's what you notice in your 20s. It's like, oh, yeah. parents are not like the almighty. They don't know everything. They're just trying something out, you know? So that's, um, that's, I think that's a part of growing up, realizing like no one has it figured out. You just have to try your best, you know, which is sad and hard. <laughs> it's funny because then sometimes when I look at adults, I'm like, you look old, but you really a child. So yeah, I'm not going to take what you said really seriously because you may look grown, but yeah. you struggling brody you really are <laughs> you need to go to therapy damn have you come to the point where you've given your parents advice or like yes have- i manage my parents investments like you know like <laughs> we thrive it over here like i'm like at that point like they yeah exactly it's it's wild it really is but you know team effort i appreciate them for carrying the torch this far and now i can help carry it a little bit you know get get things solid Mm -hmm. but i can't i definitely can't i i'm so grateful to have grown up in st martin even though i would have much rather that over anything else even though they are crazy i love them because they're my crazy you know yeah and oddly enough you do get like a crash course on like being in a diverse environment even though there is a lot of ignorance on the island like when I went away it wasn't really like you know it was like okay I know like Indian people Chinese people like I I grew up around these people you know what I mean yeah exactly you're like I know you yeah exactly exactly It's weird because, like, the rest of the world, I feel like, always preaches about diversity. So I just had this idea that everywhere was, like, St. Martin. But then you don't realize, like, St. Martin is diversity, like, packed into 37 square miles versus the entire United States. So you have people where they can all congregate in one area and they all look the same. And so you have diversity, but it's not really diversity. It's just people, like, there's people here. Co-living, but not actually, like integrating yeah like where your neighbor doesn't look like you and then your other neighbor on the other side also doesn't look like you like and they have completely different beliefs and you can all still be neighbors and when hurricane time come you're gonna bring the bucket to water (laughs) from the cistern because exactly but we thirsty out here in these also like what does a saint martiner look like that's the I hate this question because I, I know exactly what they want the answer to be. And those people, I want to punch in the face. Like, <laughs> I'm just like, can y'all shut right. up? I can understand there's phases of St. Martin people. Mm-hmm. But if they really want to pull that origin card, I feel like the real St. Martiners are the people that don't even call St. Martin St. Martin. And they're Arawak, you know, native Indians that 
are so diluted in the bloodline now that there are only a few people that could actually say, yes, my family is actually native. The rest of us were either forced to be brought here or we moved here at some point in time from within the region or from abroad. So it's like we're a melting pot. We should embrace our immigrant nature, understand that what we have in common is this beautiful island and the fact that we're so honest and open with one another and we want a better life for each other. And if you can commit to that, hey, you would say more honor to me, brethren. Like, I could care less. Well said. (laughs) Well said. Yeah, because like my mom is, my mom is, her parents are Dutch, but they had her on the island and her siblings. So she grew up also, she like went to MPC and she's like blonde hair, blue eyed, but she's like St. Martin to the core, you know what I mean? So yeah, exactly. When people look at her, they see white woman and she opens her mouth and they're like, wait, what? But even on the island, like my mom knows a lot of people on the island, but there are still people that think she's a tourist. And then she's just like, and they're like, oh. <laughs> you know? She one of yeah. us? I feel you. Know? <laughs> so it's, it's, it's a beautiful thing, I think, because it just shakes everything up. The island, how we are on the island, is nothing makes sense, and it's great. It's beautiful. I love it. It's like a, it's like a symphony of chaos, and it's like beautiful. Yeah. All in its, in its, it's just. I love it. I, I couldn't ask for anything more. Which is why, like, I'm so grateful because it's like it births creatives like you. You know, it births people with a vision like yours, and it's like that is to me what is so valuable. And it's like that's what I wish like other people on St. Martin realized because then they would be more empowered to create mm-hmm. and like have their voices be heard and tell their story because they have such a beautiful story to tell. Mm-hmm. And it's like we need to be working together to share all of our stories. So when people think about the Caribbean, they think about St. Martin first, not Jamaica yeah. and Trinidad. And then, oh yeah, St. Martin. Mm-hmm. No, when they think about, oh, where do you find out about what's going on in the Caribbean? They listen to our podcasts. Yeah. They watch our YouTube channels. They, they you know, see, they buy our brands. Like, why not? I just don't understand. Anything that's stopping us is us limiting ourselves yeah. from creating. Yes. Like, But I think it's also lack of resources because how much of the how much money is the government putting towards a, a art school or like where is the art school where is the dance school? like they're they're the theater they've been promising from ever ever so, amen that's that's yeah. the frustrating part that's i think that's the downfall of us like we so want to like move away and we so want to like invest in other people and other like we want american stuff we want dutch stuff whatever but what about all the talent that we're like overlooking on the island and i think the pandemic really like kind of changed that narrative a bit because a lot of like the 20 something year olds that would be working or away here and there or whatever a lot of them went back to the island and i feel like now there's like this super cool community of like people who study different things who have traveled and they're back on the island now and they're like creating this new community and starting little businesses and doing cool shit you know so that is a big step in the right direction a huge step direction and i think that's what 
made me consider like moving back home and it's still kind of like something that I'm thinking about and working on because I do want to like go there and start something for the younger me who who is still there you know like the younger people who they want to like try photography they want to try makeup they want to you know dabble in these creative things but there's nowhere for them to go where are they gonna go exactly. nowhere you know like exactly exactly like i was literally thinking the other day i'm like why does st martin not have a comedy like studio i'm like don't we have comedians i'm like but i've never like we've never had like we have all these nightclubs that we could have one comedy club in simpson bay are you serious yeah. nobody could have thought of that it's not tourist driven so it doesn't seem like a priority and then they wonder why all the young talented people just leave and we stay stuck you know it's it's pretty frustrating and i think there are a lot of creative people who've tried to pave the way or have paved some way like um clara reyes for example you know she paved the way for like all these dancing student students and she really did she's incredible done so much you know and that's just in dance you know where is that person when it comes to makeup or like literally everything yeah. else where where are those people and why are they not being supported by our government is what i want to know because that's a priority and that's a huge that's huge huge industries that we're missing out on you know to like i don't know it's fresh no you're 100 percent correct like I, I but i feel like I want people to just believe in themselves so like they don't always have to think about the government they just have like they know they want better for our community so they just start trying and then when you have enough people that are willing to build a better future you just work together and you can get there um so it's like like that's why I feel like collaboration is so important and I feel like competition is really like uh not the right way to look at life sometimes because it's like really what we should be doing is collaborating on making the world a better place by sharing our unique gifts or like taste or skills or interests yeah. instead of it being like oh i can't do it because She's, charlotte already yeah. is out here doing it and people already like her studio and like what would they look you know like no like just try like you need more voices. Like we need more. Like more is never bad. bad in when it comes to this stuff. And I feel like when people say like, oh, it's not tourism driven, I think it's completely wrong. Like, why wouldn't Netflix, who already filmed stuff on St. Martin, mm -hmm. not want to film a stand-up comedy series, which they are readily doing on the regular, of Caribbean comedians that don't get a lot of um exposure. Yeah, exposure. When they know they could be the first to do that. They they're doing this in like other countries. We don't even have anything to give them exactly. to show them, hey, look at what we've got here. Yeah. Like I was talking to Terry about how Gunna's album was like, you know, number one and it was recorded in St. Martin. And I'm like, okay, okay. Now, now that that was done, is there a reason why our artists can be like supported in this avenue? Is there a reason government isn't backing our own albums, our own rappers, our own singers, our own producers? Like, these are things that, like, our culture has such a unique voice. I'm like, that is of value. Yeah. Other people will see it because you can't get it anywhere mm -hmm. else. 
that is a value. Our people deserve it. Like, I want to hear my own comedians because their jokes are going to be funnier to me because I get it. You know what I mean? Like, why wouldn't I want to wake up and then my first podcast be a voice from my island that I'm familiar with and I can hear the roosters in the background and like all of the all all of the things that just make St. Martin St. Martin I'm like that is a value I'm like I don't understand why we don't see it I'm like guys like you're sitting on gold literally like sitting on it you're sitting on gold but I think the the crabs in a bucket mentality is like slowly but surely changing I think it started like in my generation kind of like like us 20 year olds or 20 something year olds are now like actually I can just start my own podcast you know like we're starting to just keep it moving and like you said it doesn't all have to be a competition and I think that's like a narrative that I'm still trying to unlearn like sometimes you still have that kind of like oh that's what she's doing or like even when I speak to like my parents they say stuff like that and then I'm like it's not like that why are we still thinking that way we're so small already like the only way we can like show ourselves to the rest of the world is if we bring each other up you know we gotta be loud we gotta be loud as hell that they can't ignore us like that's how loud we gotta be and it's like we say Martin's already loud just record it and put it on the internet (laughs) and and I'm like, we make it ourselves. Like, literally just film the people them. That's already a reality show. Like, just film it. Like, seriously. Imagine we had a reality show. Lit. Gold. Gold. A Real Housewives of St. Martin? Come on now. Come on now. (laughs) Sign me up. Like, I'm just like, the gold, it writes itself. I'm like, it literally writes itself. I'm like, guys, we are sitting on gold. But it's, it's, we're getting somewhere. I, I can't say that we're like, nothing is happening. Things are happening. People are starting to do things. And the creatives are like, slowly but surely, like, paving their way. I feel like, like, there are a lot of cool people on the island doing cool stuff now. And yeah, because of the internet, we're all so much more connected. And we can keep up with each other. So I think we're on the right track. Hopefully. I feel you. I think so too. Hopefully we love to see all of it. Yeah, I'm hoping I don't know. I'll be hearing about like advancements in genetics. They're trying to make us live longer, Charlotte. So we may not even who knows what the future got in store. We may what is death might just be an option. Be like, okay, I'm ready today. I guess. I don't want to talk about that kind of stuff. (laughs) I can't handle that stuff. (laughs) No worries. I guess like how can people follow in your creative journey? Like as you continue to develop unique creative projects and like, or they just want to see like productions that you put on or other products that you are going to sell and make or just other, other avenues or mediums in which you will choose to express yourself. Like follow when you go back on YouTube and after this, you got to tell me what your YouTube is. Cause now I'm going to binge watch it all night. I well, swear. it's, all my videos have been taken down. Really? Like, since years ago, when I decided to stop, I, like, put all of them on private. So it's, like, I don't even know if you can see my page if you search it. But I really, really want to make a comeback on YouTube. But YouTube is so much work. 
I feel you. It is level. Like it really is a lot of work. It is. I was like, I remember I didn't have a laptop. I literally would go to my friend's school because at her school they had like IMAX and I would sit there and edit at her school till they closed the school just to like get a bit further in editing one video. And then I would post the video and get like 200 views. I was like, never mind, <laughs> you know, so it, I have but you got to keep going. I think it's just because, like, the market, like, St. Martin, like, St. Martiners don't know about St. Martin YouTube. This is the problem. I think it's an awareness issue. I don't think it's that it's, there's not value. I think there is value. I just think our people aren't even aware that they have this stuff at their hands, that they're not watching it. But I can assure you, if other kids knew and adults knew that there were YouTube channels by St. Martiners about shit that they wanted to learn yeah. about. They finna watch that's, it. They finna watch it. Good. They finna watch it for sure. Yeah. It just, it's a slow road, I mm -hmm. think. But we will get, we'll there. get there. Trust me. If I gotta scream and get on every radio station for them to know, it finna happen. Yeah, that's like for the for the next few months. That's gonna be my focus. Like just my own content and my putting myself out there a bit more online. Because I think, like, I wanted to, like, focus on other people for a, a bit of time just because of my own limiting beliefs. I was like, I still want to mm. be creative, but I don't want to be, like... Separate yourself from that. Separ I know it's a struggle. You got to separate. You are... You got it, man. You got... You have all the skills within you. You got it. You know you do. Thank just you. don't let it... Don't let that thought... Don't let them doubts win. Don't let them... We're fighting them every day, sis. Every day. Every day. I feel you. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah and just I want to share more like vulnerable content like this because you like we spoke about like you always think the other person is doing better but the youtubers I relate with the most are the ones who are like I feel like shit today or they just tell there's honest or, yeah they just they're vulnerable they're honest and they just share like their process of doing stuff. So. Like I'm a YouTube freak. I love I love YouTube. I literally spend more time on YouTube than any I think than any other platform. I love YouTube too. It's fantastic. I feel like it's gotten a little less cool for some reason. Like I feel like my my the explore page or whatever like it doesn't show me new videos more often but i guess i have to get premium is that what it is i have no idea i am paying for nothing they gonna yeah, have to keep me on saying, that free <laughs> every time i'm like skip even though i pay for netflix like i should probably just pay for youtube but anyways i ain't even trying to pay for netflix i thank my parents for that <laughs> <laughs> oh prime is better though I feel you. They they had that the what that one show where there was like the girls surviving on the island. That sh that show was fire. Oh my god! I had to binge that whole thing in a sitting. It was too good. Okay, now you have two shows that you have to tell me the names of. I gotta even find the name because I don't even know what it's called. But it's so good. Like, ooh, it was so good. But I guess like, do you have like a a website or can folks should folks just follow your Instagram to really keep up with Charlotte? For now, it's Instagram. So my creative page is Dreamfish Dot Studio, 
and my personal is just Charlotte Nicole. Um, I'm going to be working on a website. I got a lot of work to do. I got a lot of content backed up. Um, so that's kind of like why I took like a bit of a gap right now to just situate everything, make a proper website and just get some clarity on like the direction I want to take creatively and with my entrepreneurial ventures. Um, I feel you, I feel so yeah, you. for now, just um, Instagram is my main focus. I love TikTok though. TikTok for my personal stuff, like my TikTok is more popping than my Instagram, actually. <laughs> so my TikTok is char nico with two R's. Sweet. Yeah. Do you have any tips of wisdom for other creatives that are like, I want to be cool like you, but I'm scared? <laughs> um, I think give yourself time. Like, it doesn't all have to happen now. And that's something I had to learn the hard way because I would beat myself up about not posting or not being creative or whatever. But, you know, sometimes you need that break to, like, go hard. So I think um, just taking the time and also you don't have to, like, publish everything you do. Like, sometimes I really like to just paint and just do it for fun, you know, because I just have to be creative, but it doesn't always have to be attached with, like, being public about it, you know? And I think that, I that is the pressure that we have nowadays with the online world. You feel like, okay, I got to show what I make or, like, people are waiting to see what I'm doing. But no, that's that's not it, you know? You, you just have to give yourself time and be ready to, like do that and yeah just don't be so hard on yourself like we discussed everyone thinks the other person is cooler everyone thinks the other person is doing better but we all just out here trying so just try your best be nice spread love <laughs> and yeah that's what that's i think that's what it is yeah